0: Hey, this is Andrew Brown from exam Pro. And we are starting the VPC uh, follow along. And this is a a very long section because we need to learn about all the kind of networking components that we can create. Uh, So we're going to learn how to create our own VPC subnets, route tables, internet gateways, uh, security groups, NAT gateways, uh, knackles, we're going to touch it all. Okay, so it's very core to uh, learning about AWS. And it's just uh, great to get it out of the way. So let's jump into it. So um, let's start off by creating our own VPC. Uh, so on the left hand side, I want you to click on your VPC. And right away, you're going to see that we already have a default VPC within this uh, region of North Virginia. Okay, your region might be different from mine. Um, it doesn't it actually does kind of matter what region you use because uh, different regions have uh, uh, different amounts of available uh, uh, AZs, so I'm going to really strongly suggest that you switch to North Virginia uh, to make this uh, this section a little bit uh, smoother for you. Um, but just notice that the default VPC uses an IPv4 CIDR uh, cider block range of 172.31.0.0/16. Okay, and so if I was to change regions, no matter what region, we'll go to US West Oregon we're going to find that we already have a default VPC um, here as well. And it's going to have the same a uh, cider block uh, range. Okay, so just be aware that AWS does give you a default VPC so that you can start launching resources immediately without having to worry about all this networking. And uh, there's no faux pas with using the default VPC. It's totally acceptable to do so. But uh, we definitely need to know how to do this ourselves. So we're going to create our own uh, VPC. Okay, and so I'm a big fan of Star Trek. And so I'm going to name it after the planet of Bajor, which is a, uh, a very well known planet in the Star Trek universe. And I'm going to have to provide my own CIDR uh, cider block. It cannot be one that already exists. So I can't use that 172 um, uh, range that uh, Uh, AWS was using. So I'm going to do 10.0.0.0 forward slash 16. And there is a bit of a a rhyme and rhythm to choosing these. This one is a very commonly uh, chosen one. Uh, And so I mean, you might be looking at this going, okay, well, what is this whole thing with the IP address slash uh, forward 16. And we will definitely explain that uh, in a a separate video here. But just to give you a quick rundown, you're choosing your IP address that you want to uh, have here. And this is the actual range. And this is saying how many IP addresses you want to allocate. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll cover that more later on. Um, And so now we have the option to set IPv6 uh, cider uh, or a uh, cider block here. And so just to keep it simple, I'm going to turn it off. But you know, um, obviously, IPv6 is supported on AWS. And um, it is the future of, um, you know, our, our IP protocol. So it's definitely something you might want to turn on, okay, and just be uh, prepared for the future there, Then we have this Tennessee option. And this is just going to give us a dedicated host um, for our VPC. this is an expensive expensive option. So we're going to leave it to default and go proceed and create our VPC. And so there it, it has been Created and it was very fast. It was just instantaneous there. Uh, and so we're going to click through to that link there. And now um, we can see we have our VPC named Bajor, Uh And I want you to notice that we have our IPv4 cider range, there is no IPv6 set. And by default, it's going to uh, give us a, uh, a route table and a knackle. Okay. Uh, and so we are going to overwrite the uh, route table because we're going to want to learn how to do that by ourselves. Knackles is not so uh, important. So I, we might uh, just gloss over that. But um, yeah, so there you are. Now, there's just one more thing we have to do, um, because if you look down below here, uh, we don't have uh, DNS resolution or DNS, or sorry, DNS hostnames is disabled by default. And so if we launch an EC2 instance, it's not going to get a um, a a DNS uh, uh, DNS host name. And that's just like a URL. So you can access that EC2 instance, we definitely want to turn that on. So I'm going to drop this down to actions. And we're going to set uh, hostnames here to enabled. Okay. And so now we will get that and that will uh, not cause us pain later down the road. So now that we've uh, created our VBC, we want to actually uh, uh, make sure the internet can reach it. And so we're going to uh, next uh, learn about internet gateways. So um, we have our VBC, but it has no way to reach the internet. And so we're going to need an internet gateway. Okay, so on the left hand side, I want you to go to internet gateway and uh, we are going to go ahead and create a new one. Okay. And I'm just going to call it IG for internet gateway, Uh, Bajor, some people do IGW, we can do IGW It doesn't hurt. Uh, And so our internet gateway has been created. And so we'll just click through to that one. Um, and so you're gonna see that it's in a detached state. So internet gateways can only be attached to uh, a, a very specific VP, uh, VPC, it's a one to one relationship. So for every VPC, you're going to have an internet gateway. And so you can see it's attached and there is no VPC ID. So I'm going to drop this down and attach the VPC. Uh, and then select uh, Bajor there and attach it. And there you go. Now it's attached and we can see the uh, ID is associated. So we have an internet gateway, but that still doesn't mean that um, things within our network can reach the internet, because we have to add a route to our our route table. Okay, so just closing this tab here, you can see that there already is a route table associated uh, with our VPC because it did create us a default route table. So I'm just going to click through to that one here to show you. Okay. And you can see that it's our main route table, because it's set to main, but I want you to learn how to create route tables, So we're going to make one uh, from scratch here. Okay, so we'll just hit uh, create route table here. And we're just going to name it our um, main uh, route table or RG, our, our internet route table, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Okay, we uh, will just say RT um, to shorten that there, and we will drop down and choose Bajor and then we'll go ahead and create that route table. Okay, and so we'll just hit close. And we will uh, click off here so we can see all of our route tables. And so here we have our, our, um, our main one here for for Bajor. And then this is the one we created. Okay, so if we click into this route table here, uh, you can see by default, it has um, the full scope of our local network here. Uh, and so I want to show you how to change this one to our, our main. So we're just going to um, click on this one here and switch it over to main. So set it as main route table. So the main route table is whenever, um, uh, you know, it's just what is going to be used by default. Alright, and so we'll just go ahead and delete the uh, default one here now because we no longer need it. Alright, and we will go select our, our new one here and edit our routes. And we're going to add one for the internet gateway here. So I'm going to just drop down here or sorry, I'm just gonna write in 0.0.0.0 forward slash zero, which means uh, let's take take anything from anywhere there. And then we're going to drop down select internet gateway, select Bajor and hit save routes. Okay, and we'll hit close. And so now we, uh, we have a internet gateway, and we have a way for um, our subnets to reach the internet. So there you go. So now that we have a route to the internet, it's time to uh, create some subnets. So we have some way of actually launching our EC two instances somewhere. Okay, so on the left hand side, I want you to go to subnets. And right away, you're going to start to see some uh, subnets here, these are the default ones created with you with your default VPC. Uh, And you can see that there's exactly six of them. So there's exactly one for every availability zone within each uh, region. So the North Virginia has six uh, AZs, So you're going to have uh, six uh, public subnets. Okay, the reason we know these are public subnets, if we were to uh, click on one here and check the auto assign, it is set to uh, Yes. So if a if this is set to Yes, that means any EC2 instance launched in the subnet is going to get a public IP address. Hence, it's going to be um, considered a public subnet. Okay. So if we were to switch over to Canada Central, because I just want to make a point here that if you are in another region, it's going to have a different amount of availability zones. Canada only has two, which is a bit sad. We would love to have a third one there. you are going to see that we have exactly one subnet for every availability zone. So we're going to switch back to North Virginia here. And we are going to proceed to create our own subnet. So we're going to want to create at least three uh, subnets if we can. Uh, So because the reason why is a lot of companies, especially enterprise companies have to run it in at least three availability zones for high availability. Because if, uh, you know, one goes out, and you only have another one, but what happens if two goes out, so there's that rule of, you know, always have at least, um, you know, two additionals. Okay, so we're going to create three public subnets and one uh, one private subnet. We're not going to create three private subnets just because I don't want to be making subnets here all day, but we'll just get to it here. So we're going to create our first subnet. I'm going to name this uh, Bejor uh, Public. Okay, a, all right. And we're going to select our VPC, and uh, we're going to just choose the US East One A. And we're going to give it a cider uh, block of 10.0.0.0 forward slash 24. Now notice this cider range is a uh, smaller than the one up here. I know the number is larger, but from the perspective of how many IP addresses it allocates, there's actually a fewer here. So you are taking a slice of the pie from uh, the larger range here. So just be aware, you can't set this as 16. It's always going to be less, less and less than by less, I mean a higher number uh, than uh, 16. Okay, so we'll go ahead and create our first a public subnet here, and we'll just hit close. And um, this is not by default public because by default the auto assign is going to be set to no. So we're just going to go up here and modify this and set it uh, so that it, it it does auto assign an IPv4. And now it is is considered a public subnet. So we're going to go ahead and do that for um, our B and C here. So it's going to be the same thing. Bajor, um public uh, B. Okay, choose that. Uh, we'll do B. We'll do 10.0.1.024, okay. And we're going to go create that. hit close. Um, and we're going to then auto assign that there. All right. And uh, the next thing we're going to do is create our next subnet here. So Bejor. how boring eh? Bejor um, Public uh, C. And we will do that and we'll go to C here and it's going to be 10.0.2.0 forward/24. Okay, We'll create that one. Okay. We'll hit close and we will make sure, did I set that one? Yes, I did. Um, did I set that one? Not as of yet. And so we will modify that there, okay. And we will create a, another subnet here. and this is going to be a Bajor um, private a, okay. And we are going to set that to a here. Um, and we're going to set this to 10.0.3.024. Uh, okay. And so this is gonna be our private subnet. Alright, so we've created all of our subnets. So the next thing we need to do is associate them with a, a row table. Actually, we don't have to because by default, it's going to use the main. Alright, so they're already automatically associated there. But for our private one, we're not going to be wanting to really use the um, the 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 main uh, route table there, we probably would want to create our own route table uh, for uh, our private subnets there. So I'm just going to create a new one here. And we're gonna just call it private RT. Um, Okay, we're gonna drop that down, choose Bajor here. And we're gonna hit close. Okay, and the idea is that the you know, we don't need the subnet to reach the internet. So it doesn't really make sense to be there. And then we could set um, other things later on. Okay, so what I want you to do is just change the association here. So we're going to just edit the route table association. And we're just going to change that uh, to be our private one. Okay. And so now our route tables are set up. um, So we will move on to the next step. So our subnets are ready. And now we are able to launch some EC2 instances. So we can play around and learn some of these other networking components. So what I want you to do is go to the top here and uh, type in EC2. And we're going to go to the EC2 console. And uh, we're going to go to instances on the left hand side. And we're going to launch ourselves a couple instances. So we're going to launch our first instance, which is going to be for um, our public subnet here. So we're going to choose T2 micro, we're going to go next. Um, and we are going to uh, choose the uh or VPC that we created. We're going to launch this in the public uh, subnet here, public A. Okay. And uh, we're going to need a new IAM role. So I'm just going to right click here and create a new IAM role because we're going to want to give it access to both um, SSM f- uh, for Sessions Manager and also t- uh, so we have access uh, to S3. Okay. So just choosing EC2 there, I'm going to type in SSM. Okay, SSM, there it is at the top. Uh, then we'll type in S3. We're gonna give it full access. We're gonna go next. We're gonna go to next, and we're gonna just type in uh, my uh, bejor EC2. Okay, and we're gonna hit create role. Okay, so now we have the role that we need for our EC2 instance. We're just going to refresh that here and then drop down and choose uh, my uh, Bezure EC2. Okay, and uh, we are going to want to provide it uh, a script here to run. So I already have a script pre prepared that um, I will provide to you. And this is the public user data.sh, all this is going to do. um, And if you want to just take a peek here at what it does, uh, I guess I don't have it already open here. But we will just uh, quickly open this up here. Um, all it's going to do is it's going to install an Apache server. And we're just going to have a, a static website page here served up. Okay. Um, and so uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, go to storage, nothing needs to be changed here. We're going to add, uh, we don't need to add any tags, we're going to go security group, and we're going to create a new security group, I'm going to call it my, um, uh, my uh, my, uh EC2. Uh, SG, okay. And uh, we're going to make sure that we have um, access to HTTP. Because this is a website, we're going to have to have port 80 open, we're going to restrict it down to just us. Um, And we could also do that for SSH. So we might as well do that there as well. Okay, we're going to go ahead and review and launch this EC2 instance. And I already have a key pair that is created, you'll just have to go ahead and create one if you don't have one there. And we'll just go ahead and launch that instance there. Okay, great. So now we have um, this EC2 instance here, which is going to be for our public um, segment. Okay. And we will go ahead and launch another instance. So we'll go to Amazon Linux 2 here, choose T2 Micro. Um, and then this time, we're going to choose um, uh, our private subnet. Okay, and I do want to point out that when you have this auto assign here, see how it's by by default disabled, because it's inheriting whatever the parent subnet has. Whereas when we set it the first one, you might have not noticed, but it was set to enable. Okay. And we are going to also give it the uh, same role there my beige EC2. Uh, and then this time around, we're going to give it um, the other script here. So uh, I have a, a private script here, I'm just going to open it up and show it to you. Okay, and so what this script does is, uh, well, it doesn't actually need to install Apache. So we'll just remove that, I guess it's just old. Um, But anyway, what it's going to do is it's going to reset the password on the EC2 user to Kai win. Okay, that's a character from uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And we're also going to enable password authentication. So we can SSH into uh, this uh, using a password. Um, And so that's all the script does here. Okay, and so we are going to go ahead and choose that file there and uh, choose that. And we will move on to storage storage is totally fine. Um, we're not going to add tags, security groups, we're gonna actually create a, a new security group here. Uh, it's not necessarily uh, necessary, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I'm gonna say my private, um, private, um, EC 2 um, SG, uh, maybe put Bajor in there. So we just uh, Keep these all grouped together. Note they're for. Uh, it's only going to need SSH. We're not going to have any uh, access to the uh, internet there. So, like, there's no website or anything running on here. And so, we'll go ahead and review and launch. Uh, and then we're going to go launch that instance and choose our key pair. Okay, great. So, now we're just going to wait for these two instances to uh, spin up here. Um, and then uh, we will play around with um, security groups and knackles. So I just uh, had a quick coconut water. And now I'm back here and our instances are running, they don't usually take that long to get started here. And so uh, we probably should have named these to make it a little bit easier. So we need to uh, determine which is our public and private. And you can see right away, this one has a public um, uh, a public DNS hostname. And also, it has its uh, IP IP address. Okay, so this is how we know this is the public one. So I'm just gonna say uh, beige or public. Okay. And this one here is definitely the private one. All right, so we will say a base uh, private. Okay. So, um, yeah, and just to iterate over here, if you we were to look here, you can see we have the DNS and the public IP address. And then for the private, uh, there's nothing set. Okay. So um, let's go see if our website is working here. So I'm just going to copy the public IP address, or we can take the DNS one, it doesn't matter. And we will uh, paste this in a new tab. And here we have our working uh, website. So our public IP address is definitely working. Now, if we were to check our private one, there is nothing there. So there's nothing for us to copy, we can't even copy this private one and paste it in here. So there's no way of accessing that website is that is running on the uh, private. Uh, one there. And it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to run your, uh, your website um, in the private subnet there. Um, So you know, just to make a very clear example of that. Now um, that we have these two instances, I guess it's a good opportunity to learn about security groups. Okay, so we had created a security group. And the reason why we were able to access, um, Uh, this uh, instance publicly was that in our security group, we had an inbound rule on port 80. So port 80 is what websites run on. And when we're accessing through the web browser there, and we are allowing my IP here, Um, So that's why I was allowed to access it. So I just want to illustrate to you what happens if I change my IP. So at the top here, I have a VPN. It's a it's a service you can you can buy a lot of people use it so that they can watch Netflix in other regions. Uh, I use it for uh, this purpose not to uh, watch Netflix somewhere else. Uh, So uh, so don't get that in your mind there. But um, I'm just going to turn it on and I'm going to uh, change my IP. So I get I think it's this is Brazil. And so I'm going to have an IP from Brazil here shortly once it connects. And so now if I were to go and access this here, um, it shouldn't work. Okay, so I'm just going to close that tab here. And it should just hang. Okay, so it's hanging because um, I'm not using that IP. So that's uh, how security groups work. Okay, and so I'm just going to turn that off and I think I should have the same one and it should resolve instantly there. So great. So just showing you how um, the security groups work for uh, inbound rules. Okay, for outbound rules, that's traffic going out to the internet, it's almost always open like this 0.0.0.0, right, because you just want to be able to download stuff for etc. So that is a pretty normal business. Okay. So um, now that uh, now that we can see that, uh, maybe we would like to show off how knackles work compared to security groups, So security groups, um, as you can see, if we were just to open this one up here. Okay, um, security groups um, by default um, only can allow things. So everything is uh, denied, and then you're always opening things up. So you're adding allow rules only. You can't add an explicit deny rule. So, where knackles are uh, very useful is that you can uh, use it to block very specific IP addresses, okay, or IP ranges, if you will. Uh, and you cannot do that for a security group because how would you go about doing that? So, if I wanted to block access just to my IP address, Uh, I guess I could only allow every other IP address in the world except for mine. But you can see how that would do undue burden. So let's see if we can uh, set our knackle to just block our IP address here. Okay. So um, security groups are associated with the actual EC two um, instances or uh, so the question is, is that um, how do we uh, figure out the knackles and knackles are associated with the subnets? Okay, so in order to block our IP address for this EC2 instance, we have to uh, determine what subnet it runs in. And so it runs in our um or public a right and so now we got to f- find the knackle that's associated with it. So going up here to subnets, I'm going to go to public a and I'm going to see what knackles are associated with it. And so it is this knackle here. And we have some rules that we can change. So let's actually try uh, just blocking my IP address here. And we will go just grab it from here. Okay. All right. Uh, and just to note, um, if you look here, um, see how it says forward slash 32, that is mean that's a cider block range of exactly one IP address. So that's how you specify a single IP address with forward slash 32. Um, But I'm going to go here and just edit the uh, knackle here. And we are going to uh, uh, this is not the best way to do it. So I'm just going to open it here. Okay. And uh, because I didn't get some edit options there. I don't know why. Um, And so we'll just go up to inbound rules here, I'm going to add a new rule. And it goes from uh, lowest to highest for these rules. Um, So I'm just going to add a new rule here. And um, I'm going to put in rule 10. Okay, and I'm going to uh, block it here on uh, the cider range. And I'm going to do it for port 80. Okay. So this and we're going to have an explicit deny. Okay, so this should, um, this should uh, not allow me to access that EC2 instance any any longer. Okay, so we're going to go back to our instances here, we're going to grab that IP address there and paste it in there, and see if I still have access and I do not. Okay, so that knackle is now blocking it. So that's how you'd block uh, individual IP addresses there. And I'm just going to go back and now edit the uh, rule here. And so we're just going to remove uh, this rule, and hit save. And then we're going to go back here and hit refresh. Okay, and I should now have access and I do so there you go. So that is security groups and knackle. So I guess the next thing we can move on to is, um, Uh, How do we actually uh, get access to the private subnet? Okay, and the and the the ways around that, we have um, our our private uh, EC2 instance, and we don't have an IP address, so there's no direct way to gain access to it. So we can't just uh, easily SSH into it. So this is where we're going to need a bastion. Okay, and so we're going to go ahead and go set one up here. Um, so what I want you to do is I want you to uh, launch a, uh, a new instance here. And I'm just going to open a new tab just in case I want this old tab here. Um, and I'm just going to hit I'll launch instance here. Okay, and so I'm going to go to the uh, marketplace here. I'm going to just type in bastion. And so we have some options here. There is this free one bastion host uh, SSH, but I'm going to be using guacamole and there is an associated cost here with it. Uh, they do have a trial version. So you can get away with not paying anything for it. So I'm just going to proceed and select uh, guacamole. And anytime you're using something from the marketplace, they generally will have the instructions in here. So if you do view additional uh, details here, uh, we're going to get some uh, extra information. And then we would just scroll down here to uh, usage information such as uh, usage instructions. And we're going to see there is uh, more information. I'm just going to open up this tab here because I've done this a few times. So I remember where all this stuff is. Okay, and we're just going to hit continue here. Okay, and we're going to start setting up this instance. So we're going to need a, uh, a small. Uh, so this one doesn't allow you to go into micros. Okay, so there is an associated cost there, we're going to configure this instance, we're going to want it in the uh, same VPC as our private. Okay, uh, when we have to launch this in a public subnet. So just make sure that you select the public one here. Okay. And uh, we're going to uh, need to create a new IAM role. And this is part of Guacamole's instructions here because you need to give it some access so that it can auto discover instances. Okay. And so down here, they have the instructions here and they're just going to tell you to make an IAM role. We could launch a cloud formation template to make this, but I would rather just make it by hand here. So we're going to grab uh, this uh, policy here. Okay. Uh, and we are going to uh, make a new tab and make our way over to IAM. Okay. And uh, once we're in IAM here, we're going to have to make this policy. So I'm going to make this policy. Okay. Unless I already have it, let's see if it's already in here. New. No. Okay. Good. And I'm going to go to JSON, paste that in there, review the policy. I'm going to name it. They have a suggestion here what to name it. Uh, Glock AWS. That seems fine to me. Okay. And here you can see it's going to give us permissions to CloudWatch and STS. So we'll go ahead and create that policy. It says it already exists, so um, I already have it. So just go ahead and create that policy, and I'm just going to uh, skip the step for myself, okay? Um, and we're just going to hit cancel there. So I'm just going to type guac. I don't know why it's not showing up. It says it already exists. Um, okay, will just type that in again. So yeah, there it is. So I already have that policy, okay? So I couldn't hit that last step, but you'll be able to get through that no problem. And then once you have it, you're going to have to create a new role. So, we're gonna create a role here and it's gonna be for EC2. We're gonna go next and uh, we're gonna want, I believe, EC2 full access. Is that the right? Oh, read only access. Okay. So, we're gonna to wanna to give this EC2 read only access. And we're also gonna to wanna to give it that new Glock role. So, I'm gonna type in, I'll type AWS here. Oh, that's giving me a hard time here. We'll just copy and paste the whole name in here there it is. And so those are the two, uh, two policies you need to have attached. And then we're just going to name this uh, something here. So I'm gonna just call it my Gwok, uh bastion. Okay, role here. And we're going to create that role. Okay, and so that role has now been created, we're gonna go back here, refresh the IAM roles, and we're going to see if it exists. And there it is my guac bastion role, I might spell bastion wrong there, but I don't think that really matters. And then we will uh, go to storage, Uh, there's nothing to do here, we'll skip tags, we'll go to security groups. And here you can see it comes with some uh, default configurations. So we're going to leave those alone. And then we're going to launch uh, this EC2 instance. Okay. So um, now we're launching that. uh, It's taking a bit of time here, but this is going to launch. And as soon as this is done, uh, we're going to come back here and uh, acts, uh, start using this bastion to get into um, our private instance. So, our bastion here is now uh, ready and provisioned. So, let's go ahead and just type in bastion so we don't make, uh, lose that later on. Uh, we can go grab either the DNS or public IP. I'll just grab the DNS one here. And uh, we're going to get this connection not private warning. That's fine because we're definitely not using um, SSL here. So, just hit advance and then just click uh, to proceed here. Okay, and then it might ask you to allow. We're going to definitely say allow for that because that's more of uh, the advanced functionality of guacamole there, which we might touch in at the end of this here. We're going to need the username and password. So it has a default. So we have guac admin here. Okay, and then the password is going to be um, the name of the instance ID. All right, and this is all in the instructions here. I'm just speeding you through it. And then we're going to hit login here. And so now um, it has auto discovered the instances w- which are in uh, the VPC that it has launched. And so here we have uh, Bezure Private. So let's uh, go ahead and try to connect to it. Okay. So as soon as I click, it's going to make this uh, shell here. And so we'll go attempt and log in now. So our user is EC2 uh, user. And I believe our password is KAIWINN, Kaiwin. And we are in our instance, so there you go. That's how we gain access to our um, private instance here. Uh, just before we start doing uh, some other things within this um, private EC2, I just want to touch on some of the functionality of Bastion here, uh, or sorry, Guacamole, and so why you might actually want to use a Bastion. So it does; uh, it is a hardened instance. Um, it does allow you to authenticate via a multiple methods, so you can uh, enable multi-factor authentication to use this. Um, it also has ability to do screen recording. So you can really be sure what people are up to. Okay, and then it just has building audit logs and etc, etc. So there's definitely some uh, good reasons to use a bastion. But we can also use a sessions manager, which does a lot of this for us with the exception of uh, screen recording within the um, within AWS. But anyway, so now that we're in our instance, let's uh, go play around here and see what we can do. So now that we are in uh, this uh, private EC2 instance, I just want to show you that it doesn't have any internet access. So if I was to ping something like Google, right? Okay, Um, and I'm trying to get information here Do you see how it's hanging and we're not getting uh, a ping back. That's because there is no route to the internet. And so the way we're going to get a route to the internet is by uh, creating a a NAT instance or a NAT gateway. Uh, Generally, you want to use a NAT gateway, there are cases to use NAT instances. So if you were uh, trying to save money, you can definitely save money by having to manage a NAT instance by yourself. But we're going to learn how to do a NAT gateway because that's the way AWS wants you to go. Uh, And so back in uh, our console here, we are in EC2 instances, where we're going to have to switch over um, to a VPC. Okay, because that's where the NAT gateway is. So on the left hand side, um, we can scroll down and we are looking under VPC, we have NAT gateways. And so we're going to launch ourselves a NAT gateway, NAT gateways do cost money. So uh, they're not uh, terribly expensive. But you know, we at the end of this, we'll, we'll tear it down. Okay. And so um, the idea is that we need to uh, launch this NAT gateway in a public uh, VPC, uh, or sorry, public subnet. And so we're gonna have to uh, look here, I'm going to launch it in the base public a it doesn't matter which one just has to be in one of the public ones. And we can also uh, create an uh, elastic IP here. Uh, I don't know if it actually is required assigned ePI to network, I don't know if it really matters. But um, but uh, we'll try to go ahead and create this here without any IP. No, it's required. So we'll just hit create uh, Elastic IP there, and that's just a static IP address, uh, so it's never changing. Okay, and so now that we have that and it's associated with our NAT gateway, we'll go ahead and create that, and uh, it looks like it's been created. So once your NAT gateway is created, the next thing we have to do is edit your route table so there actually is a way uh, for that VPC to, uh, or sorry, that private instance to access the internet. Okay, so let's go ahead and edit that uh, route table. And so we created a private route table specifically for our our private EC2. And so here, we're going to edit the routes. Okay. And we're going to add a route uh, for that private or uh, to that NAT gateway. Okay. So um, we're just going to type in 0.0.0.0 forward slash zero. And we are then just going to go ahead. Yep. And then we're going to go ahead and choose our NAT gateway. And we're going to uh, select that there. And we're going to save that route. Okay, so now our NAT gateway is uh, configured. And so there should be a way for our instance to get to the internet. So let's go back and do a ping. And back over here um, in our private uh, EC2 instance, we're just going to go ahead and ping uh, Google here. Okay, and we're gonna see if we get some uh, pings back and we do. So there you go. That's all we had to do to access the internet. All right. So why would our uh, private EC2 instance need to reach the internet? Um, So we wouldn't want inbound traffic, but we definitely want outbound because we would probably want to update uh, packages on our EC2 instance. So if we did a sudo yum update, okay, we wouldn't be able to do this without a outbound connection. All right, so it's a way of like, uh, getting access to the internet only for the things that we need for outbound connections. Okay. So now that uh, we've seen how we uh, uh, get an outbound connection to the internet, let's talk about how we could access other uh, AWS services uh, via our private EC2 instance here. So s3 would be a very common one to utilize. So I'm just going to go over to s3 here. I'm just going to type in s3 and open this in a new tab. I'm going to try to actually um, access some uh, s3 files here. Okay. And so I should already have a bucket in here called exampro000. Uh, and I do have some images already in here uh, that we should be able to access. And we did give that IM role uh, permissions uh, to access that stuff there. So the, CL, uh, the AWS CLI should be already pre installed here. Um, and so we'll just type in AWS um, S3. And it should be uh, if we wanted to copy a file locally, we'll type in CP, and we're going to need to actually just do LS. Okay, so we'll do LS here. Okay, I don't think we have to go as advanced as uh, copying and doing other stuff here. But you can definitely see that we have um, a way of accessing um, s3 uh, via the CLI. So what would happen if we remove that NAT gateway? Would we still be able to access s3? So let's go find out. All right. And I think you know the answer to this. But let's just do it. Um, And then I'll show you a a way that you can still access um, uh, S3 without a NAT gateway. All right. Uh, So we're going to go ahead here and just delete this NAT gateway. It's not like you can just turn them off. So you have to delete them. And uh, we'll just wait till that finishes deleting here. So our NAT gateway has deleted after a few minutes here, just hit the refresh button here just in case because sometimes it'll say it's deleting when it's already done and you don't want to be uh, waiting around for nothing. So let's go back uh, to our um, EC2 instance here. We'll just clear the screen here. And now the question is, will we be able to access AWS um, S3? Via the um, uh, via the CLI here, okay, and so I hit enter and I'm waiting, 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 and it's just not going to complete because it no longer has any way to access S3. So the way um, it works when you're using the CLI through your EC2 instance, it's going to go out out to the internet, out of the uh, AWS network, and then come back into the AWS network to then access S3. Uh, and so since there is no outbound uh, way of connecting to the internet, there's no way uh, we're going to be able to connect to s3. Okay, so um, it seems a little bit silly, because you'd say, well, why wouldn't you just keep uh, the traffic within the AWS network, because we're already on an EC2 within AWS network, and s3 is within AWS network. And so uh, that brings us to uh, endpoints, which is actually how we can uh, create a like our own little private tunnel within the AWS network, um, so that we don't have to leave uh, out to the internet. So let's go ahead and create an endpoint and see if we can uh, connect to uh, s3 without having an outbound connection. So we're going to proceed to create our VPC endpoint. So on the left hand side, you're going to choose endpoints. Okay, and we're going to create ourselves a new endpoint. Um, and uh, this is where we're going to select it for the service that we want to use. So this is going to be for s3. But just before we do that, I want you to select uh, the VPC that we want this for down below. Uh, And then we're going to need this for s3. So we'll just scroll down here and choose s3. Okay, and we're going to get a bunch of options here. Okay, and um, so we're going to need to uh, configure our route trade, our route table. So we have that connection there. And it's going to ask what uh, route table do you want to put it in? And we're going to want to put it in our private one, because that's where our private EC2 instance is. And then down below, we will have a policy here, Um, And so this is going to be great. So we will just uh, leave that as is, and we're going to hit create endpoint. Okay, so we're gonna go back and hit close there. And uh, it looks like our endpoint is uh, available immediately there. And so now we're going to go find out if we actually have access to s3. So back over here, we are in uh, our private EC2 instance, and I'm just going to hit up and see if we now have access. And look at that. So we've created our own uh, private um, connection uh, to S3 without leaving the uh, AWS network. Cool.